This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Jenks, doesn't it feel like it's been like three weeks since we have talked about college basketball? We have had so many new things pushed to the forefront, like number one baseball. Opening day was yesterday. So I know it was only like last week that we talked about basketball, but it's just like we've had so many other things that it just doesn't feel top of mind. So we're going to get to both of those games, our favorite plays, our favorite angles. And I'm trying to feign some enthusiasm, but when we've had this long of a layoff, I feel like Mm -hmm. I've had my play, I've had it written, and now Uh it's just like, oh my God, we're talking about this game again? Have you found any new information since we started talking about this game, like, you know, five days ago? Like, has your opinion changed? No. I feel like we've been talking about this forever. No, I'm the same way. Like, I, there's no information that has come to light. There's no injury news. It's just been the same as it's been for you know, for the past week or so. So I know obviously we're going to talk about it because it's happening this weekend and I'm excited about it, but no, I feel the same way as I've always felt. And I'm just waiting for the games to go. I know that's the worst, the waiting and thinking, Mm. am I really on the right side in that this bet? Because it's almost like icing a kicker where you have extra time to think, okay, did I miss this? Did I miss that? What about this person? What do they think? Uh, So we'll do our best to stick to our initial plays and uh, we'll back them with some numbers because that's usually the case here on the Daily Tip. We try to give you the information that we have so you don't have to do the homework. We've done it for you. Uh, And if you want to fade or tail our plays, we don't care. It's fine either way. It's not going to hurt my feelings, but that's the gist of the show. I will say we've seen a line change in the San Diego State and FAU game. San Diego State now two and a half point favorites. That's up from one and a half, but the total remains at 131 and a half. Jenks, does this line move change your opinion or, you know, mean anything to you? Not really, because I think that the under is what I'm going to play here. It's probably my favorite bet. I kind of like FAU because they have been such covering machines. I mean, absolute machines this season. FAU is 24 and 12 against the number of the season. That is fifth best in the entire country, the whole country. That's how good they've been. But now, you know, maybe earlier in the season, we always talk about betting on these teams and aren't necessarily in the spotlight. You can find value on them. Well, now clearly everyone knows and Vegas knows all they need to know about the owl. So maybe that value is gone there. But I keep going back to the fact that when you talk about these two teams, you talk about defense. I think San Diego State will probably dictate pace in this one. But FAU, even though they average more than 82 points a game, FAU has a very good defensive squad as well. So the number tells you, the spread tells you this is going to be a really close game. I think the under is the right side. So I'm going to play that. Yeah, I'm with you. The under's been my play all along. It's been the play for San Diego State games every single game of the tournament. San Diego State, a perfect 4-0, I believe, in the tournament when it comes to the under. And usually it's because they're dictating the pace. And that's why they've won these games. And that's why they're sitting in the final four. So I think that's the question. If you think San Diego State can slow this game down, I think they can. Because when you look at Florida Atlantic, when they've played the best defenses uh, on their path here, Those games have been low scoring. If you look at that Memphis Mm -hmm. game, 
that total was 151 and it hit the under by like 20 points. It was played in the 60s. Memphis, a top 50 defense. Then they played Tennessee, which was one of the best defenses in the country. That was a low scoring affair, 62 to 55, I believe. So I think we see another low scoring game here. And also on the other end, San Diego State has done an excellent job of limiting even the most prolific of offenses. Look at that game mm-hmm. against Alabama, probably the most you know explosive offense or one of them in the nation and limiting Creighton to what do they have? Zero three pointers in the second half of that game. That's a good shooting team. So I think for me, it's the under this one has not moved Uh, final question to you. Do you think the spread matters here? Like, would you rather just take San Diego state on the money line? If you like, you know, the Aztecs, or do you think two and a half has gone too far and you would take, you know, FAU and the points just because of the spread. I think I would take the spread because if you if you think about how San Diego State plays and I was talking about how I expect them to dictate pace here, these games go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like they're and they're they're slow games, right? Like you never yeah, I think San Diego State against Furman like blew them out of the water. They were playing out of their minds. But more than that, if you look at generally how these games go, they're really close. Neither Florida Atlantic nor San Diego State mind playing in close games. They're more than happy just to whittle it down to the very end, make it come down to the past couple of possessions and see how the game goes. Florida Atlantic has excelled in that spot this season. San Diego State has been in that spot numerous times in this tournament and found a way to win. So I do expect this to be maybe a one or two possession game. So if you like Florida Atlantic, I would grab the points. All right, so if you like FAU, right now in the futures market, UConn, the favorite, minus 125 to win at all. San Diego State, 4-1. to one. Miami, plus 475. FAU is plus 625. Do you take FAU getting the points or on the money line here, or do you play them in the futures market with hopes to possibly hedge in the national championship game? Because I feel like at that price, plus 625, Maybe you just take a shot the way this tournament's been. I mean, yeah, I think why not? I and I'm gonna ask everyone, I have asked everyone that we talk about this tournament with, does FAU have a shot? Can you imagine the Owls winning the national title? And at the end of the day, the way this the way this tournament has gone, as you mentioned, yeah, I think it's possible. I I just come back to the fact that and it's such a square thing to say, but I do believe UConn is going to win this thing. And generally we see this in the tournament where I would love, I would love nothing more than Miami or San Diego State or FAU to win this tournament. It would be awesome. I would love if FAU won just because imagine saying Florida Atlantic is your national champion in college basketball. That would be remarkable. But at the end of the day, When you look at tournament winners, it generally comes down to, these are great stories, but it generally comes down to a blue blood or a team that is the best or close to being the best. And clearly that is UConn. So I do think UConn is going to win this thing. I think they're far and away the best team. I like them laying the number against Miami and I hate sounding like a square. I hope I'm wrong. I probably won't bet it, but I do think UConn's going to walk away with this thing. Well, here's a number to maybe back that up. One of the two favorites end up winning it all uh, in the last 17 of 18 years when we're talking about the Final Four favorite going into you know those games to win it all. Only three times has there been a Final Four with no number one seeds just to show how crazy this Final Four is. 
And the last time it happened was 2011, 2011. And guess who won it all? It was a three seed by the name of UConn. So I would not be shocked if it's UConn again. Let's dive a little further into this uh, UConn and Miami game. Again, do you think the spread matters here? Because I think you're pretty sold on UConn being the winner of this game. But at five and a half, does it make you a little nervous to lay those type of points in a Final Four game? Sort of, but now both of these teams were very good against the number this season. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just jump on the UConn train. Also, you talk about how good Florida Atlantic was against the number this season. UConn was 25-11-1 against the spread. That was third best in the country. So FAU was fourth best. UConn was third best. I just think Miami... The one thing you have to do in this tournament, as we know, is, and I keep saying this about Miami, and maybe I'll be wrong, but Miami was really inconsistent going into the tournament. You never knew which team you were going to get, and they don't play great defense. Defense travels. UConn plays much better defense, and so if Miami gets cold, they are in trouble because they have to be able to shoot their way out of any deficit because of that UConn defense. And because they rely the Hurricanes so much on that backcourt, I think there's definitely more of a chance that the Canes go cold. And UConn, I don't want to say runs away with it, but if you saw the way that they played against Gonzaga, now that's a bit of an anomaly, but that's what UConn can do to you if you go cold and they get hot. I would still lay it with the Huskies. I definitely see the reasoning behind taking UConn here, but let's look at the side, the other side, just for fun. Um, sure. I think maybe the sabotage factor for UConn is they've looked so dominant in every single game that eventually mm -hmm. I think they're going to play in a close game just by matter of a fact of, you know, they're not going to be, you know, lights out every single time they get on the court. Look at what we saw with Alabama. Every single game before they lost was an absolute domination of the other team. Mm -hmm. They appeared to have no weaknesses. But here's the difference, I think, between Alabama and UConn. Alabama had a lot of freshman guards. And when it comes to being down and a team maybe mm -hmm. panicking a little bit, those freshman guards are guys that maybe have not been in this situation before. And so I have less trust and less faith in those type of guards. UConn is not like that. They're not a team yeah. that's, you know, very freshman laden. I think they do have a veteran squad, at least compared to Alabama. So do you think that's a sabotage factor here? The fact that UConn really hasn't played in a close game? Oh, absolutely. And especially in a pressure-packed situation like this, how will they respond? Now, they might be just fine, but every other team has been in this spot, every single one except for maybe UConn. So you never know how college kids are going to react when the spotlight is on. And also, it's a new court. All of a sudden, they're playing at Energy Stadium or Energy Field. So, I mean, a massive you know, a football facility, which is built for basketball, which is totally different than playing in an arena. When you have a, a completely different atmosphere like that and you're playing in the Final Four, the pressure can be absolutely immense in a close game. So I think that's a, that's a fair point. That's a, a great point that you bring up, that this is played in a very large venue. Do you think that points these games towards the under? Like the fact that, I don't know how to like quantify it, but mm -hmm. doesn't it feel like such a weird environment for basketball as opposed to, you know, playing it of, I'm not going to say like smaller yeah. venues, but like they are smaller compared to a football stadium. Oh, 
It's totally weird. Now, I've never been to a Final Four game, but I remember back in the day, I'll date myself here, but the Spurs used to play at the Alamo Dome, which is a football stadium, and they would just pull a massive curtain across half the stadium, and then the Spurs would play on the court, and it was so bizarre. They played in that every single night. They were used to it. These college kids are not. It is strange. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.